Well, I'm uh, overwhelmed and emotional right now. Hey, um, one, I love you guys. And uh, when I see some of your faces, I just, I get like so happy. It's so cool to see some uh, beautiful faces that we haven't seen in a while with us today. Love you guys so much, man. It's so, I'll tell you, I don't think people understand the power of a local church, but it's a beautiful thing to have community with people that you really just care about. And, uh, and I don't know about the church down the street, but I, I could say I genuinely like most of you. Yeah, and so um, that's, that's sincere, most of you. No, listen, we got some really cool um, things that you guys said about me that was really lovely last week. Tasha, <clears throat> I'll punch you right in the nose. You got me, got me, you got me in the getter. Um, so anyways, hey. This week, we're starting a new series. Um, We're calling it One Nation. We've done this series before. Uh, We did it four years ago, uh, the week prior to the election. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a big deal that's happening right now, and uh, the energy is quite, uh, the the room is like charged, like everyone's, I hate you. No, I hate you more, because you're wrong. No, you're wrong more. And so anyways, um, we're going to talk about this thing. Uh, We are doing it massively different than we did it last time. Uh, when we did it four years ago. So if I know all of you guys remember all of the messages that I preach all the time, because that's not true. Um, but anyways, uh, we are going to talk over the next four weeks. Uh, this week, uh, One Nation. Next week, uh, Under God, we're going to talk about our restored authority. It'll be powerful, man. Indivisible and with liberty and justice for all. I don't know if you don't know this, but this is the Pledge of Allegiance. Cool. <laughs> I love our country. I love everything about it. Um, I do believe it is the greatest place in the world for me, uh, right? And so I think anywhere that you grow, uh, you should have pride in where God puts you and where he places you. And so, but I I do think that America is special and what God's doing here is is a beautiful thing, despite what you hear in the world today. Um, It's still pretty great here. I love our flag. When I look at the flag, honestly, I get choked up. The flag means a great deal to me. My family served in the military. I have a lot of family members that served in the military. I had a lot of people that served in war in my family. And many people that were affected, uh, their whole life was changed because they served. And um, so when I think about the sacrifices that people have made for us to have freedom, it, um, it moves me. Uh, and oftentimes it moves me to tears what the stars and stripes think, you know, mean. And so I'm just forever grateful for uh, people that, that have served. But despite everything that you may have uh, heard, Um, America is not the most important thing in the world, although we think that it is. So today we are going to talk about one nation, but we're actually going to talk about a different nation. We're going to talk about God's nation. Uh, And so I have a a flag that we're going to hang up here. And although uh, we are actually, I'm not actually talking about Israel, which Israel would be God's nation. Uh, and so I think a lot of people that we live in think that America is the most important thing on the face of the planet. America's doing a lot right now, right? And uh, we, uh, what happens in our country affects the world. Um, but Israel would be God's number one nation if we were actually being super biblical about it. But we're actually not even going to talk about Israel today. We're going to talk about uh, the kingdom of God and how important that is. I do recognize that the election is um, happening on November 3rd. And so with everything that's happening right now, please know that over the next four weeks, we're going to talk about a lot of things that matter in our country. It really does matter that you vote here in a couple um, weeks. 
on November 3rd. That's uh, three and a half weeks from now. It really does matter that you vote. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you necessarily how to vote, um, although I would like you to vote how I vote, right? Uh, but um, that's, 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 how, that's what everyone wants. Uh, but I'm, um, I'm not going to be that guy. Um, there are things that are happening that's critical. But what I've learned about the election right now is that many of us get a sense and a vibe that November 3rd is going to change everything. And it is going to change everything. It is going to change uh, our nation forever. And it is going to change history. Uh, it's going to affect the world. The things that happen in America affect the world. Uh, I want you to know, history would say that America is a big deal. Uh, but uh, for how long, I don't know. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, that freaks a lot of people out. It terrifies my wife when I get talking like that. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily shaking. I know that there is one nation that's, that's bigger than America, and that's God's kingdom. Yeah. We're going to talk about that a lot today. Um, hmm. I know that uh, the sovereignty of God uh, is not going to be affected November 3rd. That's right. Uh, and I am, I, I man, there's so many things that I want to talk about right now. Let, let's just pray for a second, and then we'll see what happens. Lord, I know that you want to talk here. Would you have your way? Yes. Amen. There's such a charge right now in the atmosphere as people are talking to one another about everything, right? We're talking about masks. We're talking. Never in history has it been so easy to talk to a stranger. Uh, you could just talk. I mean, it, you know, and it, it just goes. Um, but I, I, the sense that we think right now, I, I think that we're making a bigger deal of November 3rd than it really is. Wait, what? Hear, hear me on this. Uh, there's a lot of things that feel like it's really bad. I remember when I was in seventh grade, there was a girl named Kelly. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> she had my heart, man. And, and the atheist, Tim Broughton, who didn't believe in God, I remember sitting on this rooftop looking at the stars going, God, you got to, you, you got to, you got to make this, God, you got to make this happen. If you don't, God, my world, I'll never, there's just no point in living. I don't know what's going to happen. I got to have Kelly. And you know, it turned out, okay, You're like, you're making light of something that's a big deal. No. You look at history, nations rise and nations fall, and everything's going to work out in the next day. I promise. November 4th, the sun's going to come up. Yes. And uh, you can still hold hands with your family and kiss them and love them and enjoy the goodness of life. There is a lot of things that are at stake in this election, but there's a bigger picture that I think that if we aren't mature enough as believers, we can miss the mark of what God wants us to see. Exactly. And I'm going to try to show it to you here. If you would, you really got to open your heart. I'm really passionate uh, about this message, and you may see me get really fired up. I do believe that God's about to speak to a lot of you. Um, remember, God so loved the world <laughs> that he gave his only son. He didn't die for America. Just want to throw that out there before we go anywhere. Uh, but here we go. Number one, there's uh, five points in my first sermon here today. One, you're not just a citizen of America, but you are a citizen of heaven. Remember when you gave your life to Jesus and you were born again? Yeah. You were born of the spirit. Now, 
And so what's important that you understand that is that you were born, yes, in America, some, most of you, some of you, not some of you weren't, but you were also born now of the Spirit. You were born, you were, became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And this kingdom is a big deal. Let me show you. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from the sensual urges, uh, those, that dishonor, uh, those dishonorable des- desires that wage war against your soul. He says that you're aliens and strangers in this world. If you would, in eternity, this is a weekend. That's it. We don't make a big deal about a weekend in life, but we make a big deal about eternity, okay? As aliens and strangers in this world. This is what Peter is trying to say, our apostle. He's trying to give us a bigger perspective than 2021 to 24. Are you with me? If you can, this may offend you. I'm trying to help you from a biblical perspective. And please understand that I know there's a lot of people that are going to hate me after this, and I'll still love you. Dear brothers and sisters, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 through 20 says, Pattern your lives after mine, our apostle says, and learn from those who follow our example. For I have told you before, and I'll say it again, this time with tears in my eyes, that there are those whose conduct shows that they're really enemies of the cross. They're headed for destruction, and their God is their appetite, and they brag about shameful things because they think only about this life here on earth. Wait a second, what? The Apostle Paul is saying people that are enemies of the cross are only thinking about the reality that's happening in this time frame. Because if you're a friend of the cross, you have to understand that when Jesus stepped into this time frame, he didn't do it for the moment of 20 BC or 30 BC or, you know, AD, he did it for eternity. Hmm. But we're citizens of heaven, he would say in verse 20, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives and we eagerly are waiting for him to return as our savior. And I think about this and I think how many times as your pastor has he forgotten to remember to be eager for Jesus' return? And I wonder if your pastor ever falls victim of this. How often do we fall victim of forgetting that our desire is that our Savior and our King and the Lord and the lover of our soul and the lifter of our head, that we want him to be here now on this earth, ruling and reigning. I want to see him and be face to face with him. That should be the desire of my life, that everything is lived for the moment that I get to thank him. Oh, how I want him to return. We can't forget about this moment in time. This is what we're living for, friends, for eternity. It's dry in here, but it's about to get wet. Don't worry. The first thing you need to know is that you're not a citizen of America, but you're a citizen of heaven. Well, we're not just Americans, my second point, but we're ambassadors from heaven. Oh, no, wait till you see this one. Check this out. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is the highest ranking diplomat sent as a representation of one nation to another. 
Christ Jesus, when you were born again and became a citizen of heaven, made you an ambassador on behalf of the kingdom that you've not yet even seen. And he sent you back to this here planet. We're going to come back. Man, there's so many good things about this message is actually better for me the second time uh, because I'm I got to tell you, wait. So we're the highest ranking diplomats. The Lord has put his spirit in you so that you would do work here right now. Watch this. God committed to us the message of reconciliation. For we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as God was making his appeal through us. He has given you the message of reconciliation. There's a lot of things to talk about right now. COVID, Trump, Biden, the Green Deal, the, I don't know, masks, whatever you got. There's a lot of fun things to talk about. He's a liar. This happened. They cheated. It's man, so many things to talk about. That guy's a jerk. You know what the most important thing we should be talking about? The message of reconciliation. There is nothing more important, and we can miss the mark, man. The energy is charged. There's a lot of conversation going out right now, but as an ambassador and as a citizen of heaven, I need you as an ambassador of Jesus to talk about the message of reconciliation. Man, November 3rd feels like it's so important. Not as much as eternity. And I'll tell you, church, we can get passionate about the wrong things. We got to keep first things first in our life. In my life, I chose it'd be Jesus first, not my wife. Then I told my wife it'd be her first, not my kids. And I have to fight tooth and nail to make sure that first things are first in my life. All right, here we go. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. For number three, you were not elected by people but you were chosen and appointed by God. You got to hear this. We didn't vote. We didn't take up straws and say, who would be the best to go out and tell everyone on as a representation of our church that Jesus is Lord? We should send Pastor Tim. That's what we should do. No, 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 no. You are Christ's ambassadors. Check this out. John 15, 16, Jesus said it this way. You did not choose me, saints, but I chose you and I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. Doesn't this sound like an election that's going on here? It almost sounds like God has set you up to do something divine. Yes. Has it ever, have you ever lived in a time where you felt like there was a moment in history more important than what's going on right now? And I wonder, when everything's going crazy, if God isn't setting us up for a moment, for his church to shine. All right. You weren't elected, but you were chosen. You're not a regular person, but you're a royal priest of God. You were chosen people, my royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you declared the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. What is the message of reconciliation? You just got to tell the world that, Now you're living in the light, not by any reason of your own, but God has done some crazy things. There was once a time where there didn't seem hope at all, but now all of a sudden I have hope and I have life and I have goodness and I just believe that tomorrow the sun's going to come up and God's going to rain and there's people right now that feel like everything is terrible. What's that guy from Charlie Brown? 
around, womp, womp, you know, like, or Eeyore, you know, like, a, oh, poo, I just, everything's bad. Man, I'll tell you, man, people need to know that God is good and that he reigns and that he's alive and that, like, something is happening. And I think we're just getting lost in the conversation. All right, I'm going to keep going. Here we go. That was point number four. Point number five, you never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. You never represent yourself. You always represent Christ. There are people, there are coworkers right now that know that you're one of those people. They're watching you, man. Some of them will never come to church because they've met a Christian. Come on, man. This is the time for the church to love people. Watch what Peter says. First Peter, chapter, same, same, same little passage there. He says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, man. Feels like God is asking us to live like everything is important. Like everything's riding on us. Watch this. John chapter 13, verse 35. This is just precious. And by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples by the way that you vote on November 3rd. No, 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 it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. It says, they'll know that you're my disciples by your love. Guys, and like we're arguing and we're saying, well, like, because you don't think like me, you like blah, 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 blah. They, they're watching you. They are watching you. And they'll know that we're Christians because the church loves, because we are on a mission to look at people and say, you're important, you're special, and you matter. Yeah. Not you're wrong. You are significant. And right now we're trying so hard to be right. We're missing the point. God is moving on this earth right now in a way that is special. I'm telling you, every prophet that had lived and has ever lived has prophesied about a day just like this. Everyone that's like anointed on the earth, the prophets that are like alive right now, they've been so fired up over the last several years, like something, God's moving, he's doing something. You look to the nations and God is moving so crazy and we can see it everywhere but here in America. And it's because we're missing the point. It's not about this. It's about this. And if we lift up Jesus, he'll draw everyone onto him. We've got to make it about Jesus again. But it's so hard, man. It's so hard because I feel like gravity is just fighting against me. I feel like every time I get into the spirit and I get my eyes on Jesus, I walk out of worship and gravity pulls me back to earth where all of a sudden I'm caught up in the muck of all the crap that's going on. And I just get dragged into social media and all the, I don't like, I, people I love with all my heart, I hate them on the internet. Am I the only one here? No. Right. You can't unfriend them because they'll know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to love. And I, but I just feel like gravity is sucking me back into conversations that seem so important. But it's not. So I'm going to do something pretty cool here today. Hey, guys. I'm campaigning for Christ today, and we're going to do a new election. We're starting a new election today, and I uh, just want everyone to know I'm asking who's going to come with me here today. 
We're talking about the kingdom of heaven, y'all, and uh, there's an election that's coming up, and Jesus wants to know, uh, what, what, was that, what was that movie with Tom Cruise? Who's coming with me? Yeah. Right? Uh, well, Jerry Maguire, I said, who's coming with me? And he's all freaked out and being weird. I just made that part up right now. But listen, <laughs> we're campaigning for Jesus today. Would you all get your cell phones out with me? Uh, this is how we do attendance at the way. I'm, I've waited it for this moment because I wanted to tell you what my sermon was going to be about today. We're campaigning for Christ today. Would you make heaven great? Text it to 777-3520. If you've never been here before, we ask you to everyone to text in. I'm being silly. We're not really campaigning for Jesus. This is just how we do attendance. We want to know who you are. Text this to 777-3520, and someone will text you back saying, hey, who are you? Thanks for coming. We like you. And uh, it'll be really, 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 really good. I'm thinking about heaven, and I'm thinking about what matters most is eternity, and I'm thinking about um, how November 3rd, it feels like the world is going to end because of what happens on November 3rd, and, I, and I'm reminded that it won't. The world's going to end, though, when Jesus says it's going to end, right. and um, on that day, it will be massively important that we did things that were eternal, and we thought about things that are eternal, and I know that the kingdom of heaven is forever, and so uh, America may not be but Jesus' kingdom is. Jesus had an opportunity to campaign here on earth and us elect him, and he chose, ah, you guys can have all that nonsense. I'm trying to build the kingdom, not necessarily just Israel. So you guys can have Barabbas, you know? He didn't say that. All right, here we go. I'm thinking about heaven, and I'm thinking about how significant heaven is going to be. And so today, just to try to not set our minds on things that happen uh, in 24-hour time frame or on a month calendar. I want to set our mind on the fact that whether you realize it or not, when you've made the decision for Jesus and you've been born again, we're living forever. Forever. Say it with me. Forever. What movie is it from? All right. I love you and you, the rest of you. You need to do some homework. Cool. I'm thinking about things that are heavenly. Not necessarily things that are American. And I'm trying to get a mindset of what is heaven look like? When Jesus came to earth, he had a message that he gave his ambassadors, his disciples, and he told them to go out and tell them all that the kingdom of heaven has come, that the kingdom of heaven is here now. And when Jesus left, he left his Holy Spirit, and that kingdom of heaven is still here now. So what is something, a message of heaven? If I was a, a, one of the representation or someone that was advocating for Christ today, what is something I want you to know that all these politicians are promising you that that I'm going to change the world and everything's going to happen tomorrow. And trust me, please don't ever put your hope in man. Yes. Like don't put your hope in a pastor. Don't like, I promise, I don't care how great of a politician they are. They're not going to do everything that they promised. I don't know if you know this. They can't. It's just humanity. Like it's okay. They're, they're not perfect. We love them anyway. We're praying for them and they are God's best for this hour, I think. Um, that's what we're going with. And so, but what, if we were advocating for Christ, being God's chosen people, and I got to keep, I got to move this thing along here. Hmm. <laughs> when I think about heaven, the scripture says that in heaven, everyone will be made whole. When Jesus walked the earth and he told his disciples to tell everyone that the kingdom of heaven has come, he told them to, to heal everyone, mind, body, and spirit. Heal everyone. 
I'm just curious, for the sake of show of hands, uh, how many people in this room would say that you have experienced, you know that you know that you know that you've experienced the healing power of Jesus in your body? Raise your hand with me. Wait, what? <laughs> the kingdom of heaven has come. Yes. Let me ask you something. What do you think is more important to talk about this week amongst our coworkers? Imagine God could heal them or eh, the world is ending. Here you go. Let me ask you this. How many people would say that you've ever been healed in your mind? You struggled with depression or anxiety or just you're, you're just overwhelmed mentally. If you've ever, you've ever been set free in your mind, would you raise your hand here real quick? Here's a, here's a, I, I think this is probably the most important. In your soul, there was hurt. There was anger. There was unforgiveness. You, you were tied tight, man, and God set you free. If you could say that, would you raise your hand? That is just, that's my favorite kind of healing. When God's restoring, when he's restoring, when he's restoring. I believe that God wants to heal right now. I am an ambassador for Jesus. It's my joy to tell you that if you vote for Jesus right now, I'll tell you that God, he can heal you right now. Yes. Would you do me a favor, guys? Would you lower the lights real quick? And all across this room, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here today in a powerful way. And I believe that we put our hope in Jesus and he will do what he said he will do. He's going to do it. I know it's going to happen to all of us. Everyone's going to be made whole in heaven, but I believe it can happen right here, right now. Would you do me a favor? If you need a miracle in your body today, if you need a miracle in your mind today, or there's hurt or anguish in your soul today, would you do me a favor? Would you stand to your feet right now? I want to believe for a miracle right where you're at right now. We're going to sing a song together right now. No one's going to touch you or nothing. You're just going to believe that the kingdom of God has come and that the spirit of the living God, Jesus, is here. The spirit of Jesus 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 is him. And you know what? I trust him today. Would you sing this old song?
Jesus, I believe your spirit is here and you're moving. Would you all have a seat real quick? We've got to continue. Man, this is going to get good in here. It's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder, I promise. If I'm thinking about heaven and I'm thinking about God's kingdom and I'm thinking about the goodness of God that he wants to see happening in our church, see, I think that there's a bigger picture and what's happening in America today, I think the bigger picture it needs to be Jesus. And this is like a cute tagline, I think, you know, that like people are like, like, vote Jesus. Man, this is everything that we need to be talking about right now. And I think the enemy is doing his best job to change the subject. Yeah. That's right. And I just hear God being like, do you really think that this is the answer? No, you, we all must vote on November 3rd. But God's doing some big things in this hour. And if the church doesn't rise up, we're going to miss the point. Yeah. That's right. Here's the second thing I think real loud in my spirit that God has yelled this to me this week. I believe that the church, I, I got to put my campaign hat on, I'm sorry. <laughs> that the kingdom of heaven wants us to campaign for revival. Man, Leonard Ravenhill said this. As long as we are content to live without it, we'll, have, we'll not have it. As long as we're okay without revival, we don't need it. What is heaven going to be like? Heaven's going to be like, the scripture says, almost nothing like what America looks like right now. Every nation, every tribe, and every tongue a lot of different vantage points. And I think there's even going to be a, some different denominations in there. Imagine that. It's going to be crazy. All surrounding the throne, declaring with their faces bowed the glory of God, that He is majestic in every way, and He alone is worthy of all glory, of all blessing, and all power. The Scripture says that we'll take our crowns and our righteousness that we earned on this earth and lay it, cast it before His throne, saying, Holy, 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 there's no one like you, God. And I don't know, but this doesn't sound like the passion that's coming from the church. I think we're going to see him, and we're just we're going to be in all the love of God and the power of God. And, and man, I want worship back. And I don't know where you were, but I remember when I, I first came to Christ, and I was at this summer camp, and it was like all I wanted was to worship God. I worshiped Jesus like I was drunk in the backyard of some guy's house singing like, like uh, Sweet Home Alabama. You know, like I just wanted God. Oh, God, I want you to move in my life. And I'd scream it, and I, want, and I didn't care what I looked like. All I knew was that I wanted more of God. And what's happened in the church? We've become so stinking dignified, that we want our posture to be right, we want our praise to look good, that we're afraid of what we look like if we get radical about Jesus. We don't want God to move. Revival is when we recognize that we're dead. I need Jesus to revive me. I need passion back in my life for Jesus. I want to love God again with everything. Remember when we used to read the, God, read the scripture because we were hungry to God, for God, not for knowledge, but for God to speak to me. God, I just got to know what you want to do in my life today. 
There's a passage in the scripture. It's found in the, the book of Luke chapter 24 where the, 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 the apostles are walking down the road. Remember the ambassadors and they're, they're so upset about life and what's going on in Israel and they're so bummed out that just it, things didn't work out like they thought and the guy got elected, it was the wrong guy and what happened to the guy they wanted, it didn't work. And they were just bummed. Like, what are we gonna do? Serious, this is actually what's happening in Luke chapter 24. The disciples are bummed because what they thought was gonna happen wasn't working out and Jesus comes along. They don't know it's Jesus and he begins to explain explained to them all the things that had to go wrong, everything that had to go the way that they didn't expect it so that he can do what he was about to do. And the scripture says, then they, he vanished before them. Let me read it to you. And now it came to pass that he sat at the table with them and he broke bread with them and he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were open and they knew him. And then he vanished from their sight. And then they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us as he talked about, as he talked with us along the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Remember when you were passionate about Jesus? Remember when you were on fire for God and you wanted his word? Remember when you so zealously needed the Holy Spirit to move in your life? When you wanted God to use you at work? When you thought about the plan that God has for you? Remember when you were on fire for God? We need that back in the church. It's not about November 3rd. It's about the Spirit of God using you to do great things among the world. I'm asking you right now, if you're here today and you know that God wants to move in your life and that you need the fire of God back in your life, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet all across this room. Jesus, I am zealous for you. I want you to move in my life. I want you to move in my life. I want you to give me a hunger for you more than anything in my life, more than my wife, more than my kids, more than what's going on in my finances. I want kingdom first. May your kingdom come. Jesus.
I tell you that this is important for us all to hear it. You can stand if you want. You can sit. You can just do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. If you want to stand on your head, it'll be okay. But there's one more thing that I think if we're campaigning for Christ, if we're ambassadors of Jesus, that we'd have to know before we walked out this door today. Eternity is real. I think there's not many sobering messages that if I'm advocating for Christ that we would need to be aware of it more than that eternity is real. There's this story that Jesus tells, and I believe he tells it so fervently, and I like the way that he can explain it so much better than me and so different than me because Jesus is the great I am. He's the only one that's seen the other side of eternity. I haven't. But he tells this story, and I believe he says it with such importance, such priority, that I think today we would need to know that's maybe more important than masks and red or blue or who's going to win on November 3rd or probably November 17th at this rate because it's not going to actually probably happen on November 3rd. That's another conversation. <laughs> Eternity is real. Yeah. Jesus tells a story in Luke chapter 16 about two people. One, is, he was a rich man who knew the Lord. There's a lot of Jewish um, scenarios in there that and, and tell us that this man knew Christ, knew the way, the path to the Father. And there was a slave that he owned that they called Lazarus. And the story says that um, the rich man provided for Lazarus and whatever, and they both died. And Lazarus, the rich man, did not make it to heaven. And it very vividly, I'd encourage you to read this story in Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 31. It gives an account of what eternity looked like in this man's eyes. And with great anguish, he is asking and begging Jesus for an opportunity to, to at least send Lazarus, who's in heaven, back to earth. And he's asking that Lazarus would come back to earth and tell his family how important it is that they live their life right, soberly, with priority. And Jesus sets the tone that there is no other scenario. And he says, well, listen, you know, can you send them back? And, and then they'll definitely know. And Jesus is like, no, they have Moses and they have the law of the prophets and they've already heard all of this. You don't get another chance. And I think Jesus is trying to set the tone because you're his ambassador. You're the one who is being sent back to tell your family that there is nothing more important when we step into eternity, November 3rd isn't going to mean squat. That's right. Please understand, I care about this election, and I'm going to vote, and I beg you all to vote. But eternity is massively real. And it's super important that the things that we get caught up in conversation about are things that are eternally transformative like the love of God and the call of God that he has on many people's lives. The fact that Jesus still heals. 
and the fact that God has a plan for people's lives. Would you do me a favor? Would you all bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? If you're here today, I believe that there's nothing that we do more important today than this moment right here. I believe that there are many in this room right now that are not right with God. Jesus may be your Savior, but he's not the Lord of your life. There's sin in your life, and no one knows you but you. You're not honoring God with things that he's talking to you about. He said, don't do this, and we're still doing it. We're caught up in the wrong things. You can fool your pastor. You can fool your parents. You'll never fool Jesus. Today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you'd say, you know what? I know that I'm not right with God, but I want to make it right right now. If that's you, would you raise your hand right now? God bless you and you and you and you and you and you. And I'm just going to ask you right now, would you be so bold to do something that's crazy? I can't believe the pastor's going to ask me to do this. If you just raised your hand, would you come stand down here right now? I love it. Don't be shy. It's an eternal difference, man. This is how we're going to close service. Um, I'm going to pray for them, but then we're going to pray for all of us because we all have a commission that we have to make and we have some gifts for you guys. We're going to pray over you guys. It's going to be beautiful. Um, you, you know what? Face that way so you don't feel awkward. I'm sorry. I'll stand here with you guys. I love you. Um, let's pray this prayer real quick and then we'll pray for all of us and we'll dismiss. Jesus, forgive me. I'm sorry I made some mistakes in my life. I said the wrong thing and I did the wrong thing. I want to change. Would you forgive me? Would you wash me? Would you clean me? Would you make me your own? I will give you my life. And I want to live for you. Would you give me your Holy Spirit? Would you forgive me today? In Jesus' name. In light of eternity, I'm recruiting and campaigning for Jesus today. I'm going to talk to everyone in the room if you want to join these folks. Who here today is willing to be an ambassador for Jesus with me and make sure that we live intentionally for Christ with the days that we still have on this earth? So if you would today, join me. We're going to sing one song. You may know it, you may not. I believe that God wants to fulfill something in you that you, ain't got, you don't even have to worry about. He's just going to do it. It's going to be good. But if you would, if you want to be an ambassador with me, would you stand to your feet? These are who, God, I want you to use me to reach a dying world. He's going to put some coworkers on your heart right now. He's going to put some family members on your heart. And I'm going to sing an age-old truth to you right now. Would you sing this with me? You said, ask and you will receive whatever you need. You said, pray and I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your
thankful that you guys are here. You're welcome to stay and worship as long as you want. God's going to do some cool things. This series is going to be wonderful. I don't think we're done in the altar. If you need prayer for anything that's going on, please come see me. I love you guys. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. It's going to get pretty powerful. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. You said the glory will fill.